Joining us now, BYU legend, the one and only Rob Morris. Rob, how's it going, man? Thanks for jumping on. You bet. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing uh, we're doing great. We're excited for uh, for football to begin. It's only I guess a couple short months away. But uh, what was the off season like for you as a as a player? Is it just all work, getting ready for the next uh, next season, or even as a college player, do you allow yourself to to get a few moments to relax? Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on how deep you go into the playoffs. You know, I was I was blessed to play in the playoffs. I think six or seven out of my eight years, and we went deep a couple of times. So. When you go deep in the playoffs, you know, you win a Super Bowl, you take a little bit more time off, but but then it's right back at it. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough that the, the Colts organization let me train down here at Provo at BYU, so I always got to come back to what I consider home to train. But it's pretty much nonstop year-round. You, you get a few weeks off here and there, but other than that, it's a grind. It, does, it never leaves you, does it, does it, Rob? Because you're sitting there, you know what you're going to face the next time around. You've been through it. And so you're working your butt off because you know that everybody else is working hard, too, and you don't want anybody to pass you up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that and the fact that they're trying to replace you with a younger, cheaper model every single year is uh, a little bit of incentive to work hard. So, yeah, you got. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a big boys league, and if you're not ready to go, someone else will be. What's the line between that experience, the value of that experience, versus the younger, cheaper guy? Oh, I, I think it's huge. I think that's the reason why my career lasted. I mean, I had some some devastating injuries early on and and uh and i think i lost a step early in my career and um you know I, I think that experience knowing what to expect knowing how long training camp is understanding the playbook understanding the expectations of the organization i think that's that's what gives veterans a, a little leg up on these young guys Rob Morris with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Rob, switching over to BYU, over the past couple of years, it's certainly been uh, a growing process, obviously bottoming out a couple of years ago with that four-win season. But last year, I think, gave a lot of BYU fans some some hope, seeing what Zach Wilson was able to do and seeing maybe some of that growth under Kalani paying off, keeping in mind that the beginning of this year's schedule is, is brutally difficult. What do you expect to see this year from the Cougs? Do you expect to see monumental growth? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think they got the right coaching staff. Um, I think what you need to win games when you're BYU is you need a really good defense and you need a dynamic uh, playmaker on offense, usually a running back or um, really the ultimate goal is to have a dynamic quarterback. And I think they've got one. I haven't seen a lot of them, but, you know, he seems to play with a little chip on his shoulder. He's a little bit fearless. So I think you have a recipe to, to go in and upset some of these teams early on. And Rob, do we have you? We lost you for a second. No, I'm still here. You, okay. you got me? Yeah, we got you now. Uh, Rob, What? looking back on your years being coached by Lavelle Edwards, what? will you explain his success? What made him such a good coach? Man, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think it's a lot of the same stuff that made Tony Dungy a good coach is that the players wanted to play hard for him. They wanted to succeed for him. It was kind of like you had this father figure and you didn't want to let him down. And so I think he got the best out of his players. I think he knew he had a – I mean, I'm a great example of it. He had a knack to know where guys could play, where they would, they would fit best. And, 
you know, I think I think that's what made him good. That's what made Tony Dungy good too. Everybody at that level is good at the X's and O's, and but it's the guys that can get the most out of the players that have the most success. Rob, I'm sure we've asked you about this a number of times in the past, but what are your overall thoughts in, on BYU being an independent team and being independent going forward? I don't know. I go back and forth. I know it's exciting for the fans to play um, the teams that the BYU has been playing, but I don't know. I, I, there's a part of me that's kind of like, why don't we just get back into a conference and just beat everybody up like we used to, and then we can throw a few tough teams on the schedule and see if we can, we can win some of those. I I understand the concept of, of what what BYU is trying to do with independence. Um, I, I just I'm not convinced that we can get the talent level at this point to match up with you know on a on a week in and a week out basis with a lot of those teams. But you know I think there's a lot of people that would disagree with me. So I don't know. I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I think the fans kind of liked it when we were you know, winning 10 games every year, too. So, I don't know. It's a tough call. As you reflect back, Rob, on your time at, in, in college and then your time in the in the NFL, how do those two things compare? Because if, if memory serves, I remember you talking to us about, about, man, what a business it is in pro football. And in college, you tried to make it as fun as you could, even though after a while I think you sort of got tired of that environment, too, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's it, Gordon. It's, if I had to sum it up, I would just say college is fun, and the NFL is, is like a job. You have some good days, some bad days. I mean, part of why college is so fun is because you're, you're a big fish in a small pond, and I was, you know, I felt like I was the best player on the team. And then you go to, you go to an audition that has man, Marvin Harrison and Edger and James and, you know, future Hall of Famers already, and... And you're just, you know, fighting to keep your head above water, and it becomes more of a business. You, you got to look out for yourself. You got to, you try to put food on the table for your family, and and put as much away as you can. So, I think there's a lot more to think about in the NFL than when in college you're just trying to impress, you know, the girl in your biology class or whatever. <laughs> Rob Morris with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Rob, you mentioned you think BYU has the right coaching staff in place. What a what features or what characteristics about Kalani Sataki? Uh, do you like and do you think make him effective as BYU's coach? Yeah, you know, I hate the term players coach because I don't really know what that means, but it, <laughs> I think Kalani would fit, I think Kalani would fit into that category. I think what it means is players want to come play for a guy like Kalani because he's got passion, um, you know, he's got energy, he cares about the university, he cares about the kids, he's got a little... Uh, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but he's got a little Rob Morris in him, and I think uh, you know I'm biased because Kalani's one of my best buddies. But you know, there's there's a little bit of crazy up there, and I think that players like that. I think they want a guy that loses his mind every once in a while, and I think Kalani has a little bit of that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to play for a guy like that, a tough, hard-nosed guy that you know cares about your best interests and, and cares about you and your family. What would happen if Rob Morris were a coach at BYU? How'd that go, Rob? Oh, I'd be terrible. I'd be a <laughs> terrible coach. Why do you say? I, that? I don't know, man. I was never. I was never a football junkie. I think you got to be a football junkie. You got to love X's and O's. And I mean, I tried it out for one year, and I and it only took me one year to realize that this is not for me. 
Give us a word or two that would best sum up Hans Olsen as a teammate. <laughs> Are we on a delay? Is there like a 10-second delay to be beat, or does it have to be clean? <laughs> well, let's look uh, over across the uh, the glass to Austin. You got your Austin, hand on the dump button there, we, uh We do have some yeah. delay built up, so. No, no. Um, a couple. Of, I don't know. I don't know if you can describe a guy like Hans in two words. Uh, maybe three words. Piece of work. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He that, still is. That, that, he, that, he that, still that is. works perfectly, yeah. <laughs> Rob. Uh, Something's never changed. Rob, what do you uh, what do you think of uh, BYU and some of the things that have been going on lately with the program? You know, Luke Staley came out and said that he was considering having his number and name removed from the stadium because of the honor the way the honor code is enforced, not the honor code itself. I thought that was a bold statement. He told he said that to me, Rob, and I wrote it. And I thought, here's a guy who is passionate. He lo- he loves BYU, but he cares about some of these other issues. And it seemed to me like when you were at BYU, and then all the years after, you were kind of a deep thinker as well. Did you hear about that? And what did you think of Luke's uh, position? Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about it, and I've kind of followed it, and I've had discussions with a lot of people about it. And, and I certainly respect Luke's opinion. Um, me personally, leave my number up. I need, maybe it's an ego thing for me, but keep my pictures up and my jersey up and my numbers. Um, but I, I think for me, Gordon, I think that I, I'd love to come at that whole Onico thing from another angle. I, I guess my question, because I think the, you know, the rat culture and the the things that we're talking about, I think they've been, they've, we've talked about those a lot. My question would be is why are we having this conversation 20-some years later than when we were having it um in 1998. I mean, I was having this same conversation on the radio with people 20 years ago. Why are we still having the conversation about the way the honor code is? I think that's a bigger question um, that, that needs to be asked. And, and maybe BYU's asked themselves that. It's like, are we, are we thinking about things progressive enough? Look, it, I get it. It's a, it's a private religious institution and they, they can do it the way they want, but you know, but it's also it's also young adults that are doing the best that they can that are going to make mistakes. Um, and so I, I wonder if, the, if they've taken a look at the larger picture of the way it's organized, the way it's set up, who's running it. You know, do we have outside consultants that bring in a different viewpoint than the church's viewpoint? And maybe they don't want that, but maybe that's something that, that they should consider. I, I know when, you know, when I made us think about it back in 98, I think, um, you know, they sort of... They, they kind of brought a couple of us guys, me, and on board to interview the new head of the student, da da da. And to be honest with you, I think it was a little bit of lipstick on the pig. But I, I think they should seriously look at maybe creating some kind of a, some kind of a board or so, something with some other viewpoints. Um, get some people from other backgrounds and cultures and, and faiths involved in, in helping create some reform. So. I think for me, Gordon, that's the real question is, and 20-some years later, we're still talking about the same thing. So when you when you ask the question about why that question is still being asked, it's not so much uh, just give up, it's never going to change. Is it is it more that you're saying continue to push for change, or to look for, uh, to add a little wisdom and common sense to this thing, or, or what? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Gordon. I, I don't want to be... Look, maybe it's bigger than the honor code is all I'm saying. Maybe we need to look 
bigger than the honor code and, and think bigger than, you know, BYU from a culture standpoint. And again, look, I know that's tough. I get it. It's a private school and the values are the values. And I'm not advocating that they change values. Um, but I am advocating that maybe that maybe they need to look at it from another angle instead of, I feel like everything is so reactionary, right? Something happens, we react. Something happens, we react. And I don't think that's unique to the honor code. I think that that happens in the in the greater religion itself. And, and, um, and I think the church has done some things to to address that. But I feel like they're always reactionary. And I'd like to see, you know, perhaps a more proactive approach to to sort of looking at kind of what's going on in the world and in society and in, in our culture and and how do we adjust and you know i think a lot of people would would fire back at me but that's not how it, you know that's not how it works we have our belief system and and i'm i understand that and i get it but you know i think there's a time and a place to um to just open up and maybe see stuff from another angle you know rob i respect that comment because i remember having deep conversations with you when you were a player at byu and i remember thinking to myself being a little older on down the line a little bit thinking there's a young guy who really sort of gets it and i'm not saying that you understood everything about life because you were just a kid back then but but man you you were you were willing to look at things from a different angle just like you're just saying and that was evident back then, Rob. And I, I, I think that – let me how, – how can I say this? I think it was a reflection of you as an individual, and I think it was a reflection of the way you played out on the field as well. I, I hope that's accurate. So I hope so. I mean, I try to I try to open up. I think I've – you know, I'm just like everyone else. I get caught in the narrow-mindedness and um, – and you know, I've, 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 I'm a lot different than I was back in the day. I, I'm not religious anymore. I've kind of that ship has sailed for me. And um, but I just, I, I feel like there's a lot of amazing people and cultures and religions and just so much stuff going on out there. To I think we're in a, in a period, and not not to get overly sort of uh, wishy-washy, but. It's what our world needs, man. We need people that are willing to open up and, and look around and challenge sort of the status quo and what's been. Just because that's the way we've always done it, that doesn't mean that's the way we should keep doing it. So, I don't know. Well, Rob, we certainly love having that's you. Probably, that's probably more of an Oprah Winfrey comment than a 12 <laughs> Let's get Dr. Phil in here. Is he with him on line three? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's it's great insight, and I, I think it's a different way of lo- looking at things. And like Gordon said, I think it's all, all really valuable. Rob, remind us what you're up to these days. Well, as, as one does when they win a Super Bowl, they go and work for a cosmetics company. So that's what I'm doing. I'm a vice president at a cosmetics company, and... I kind of stumbled onto it. Um, and met, met the guys that owned the, that owned the place, and we became buddies. And uh, it's been a good opportunity for me. I've really enjoyed it. So I get to travel a lot and and uh, work on the culture and the and the community piece at, at the uh, company. And it's a good deal. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Rob, for coming on, and good luck with everything, man. Thanks, Rob. You bet. Take, take care, guys. Thanks for having me. The great Rob Morris. Joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I liked his comments about the the honor code thing. 
like people who look at things from a little uh, a little bit of a different perspective, and I, I think he's right a lot of, about a lot of that. Let's let's examine the basis. Let's examine where this is all coming from. What These aren't th- new problems, and he's right about that. Yeah, yeah. He was asking the same questions, like he said twenty years ago. Interesting. Always a thoughtful guy. Uh, what do you think about what he said about maybe it'd be a good idea for BYU to go win a championship in a conference somewhere? I think I think there are a lot of people that that think that way. Mm-hmm. That people were happy winning ten games a year and bringing home titles and things like that, and playing meaningless games against Wisconsin is fun, but. It is. It Maybe is the other fun. way is fun too. It does. It, it is fun. It was fun when the program was a little better. Yeah. I don't know how fun it is now. They still have their moments. I mean, they beat Wisconsin, and that was a, a tremendous high point for BYU last year. And it marked that they were on their way to turning that thing around in a more positive direction. And so that's good. But when Rob played at BYU, you know, he was on that. Uh, I believe he was on that '96 team yeah, that went to the uh, mm-hmm. went to the Cotton Bowl, and those were fun times for those players. You mm-hmm. know, they uh, they won a lot of games and stirred up a whole lot of interest in the program by just playing a few of those teams. Well, they beat K State that year, which is a very good football team. They had some good players on that uh, on that outfit as well, and that's interesting what Rob said. He sort of he's not sure what kind of talent BYU can draw right now. Whether they can get enough talent to regularly beat these bigger name schools that they're scheduling now. All right, we'll get to more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone.